what gram-negative rods are said to have the source as enteric tract? E. coli, Salmonella, Shigella, Vibrio, Campylobacter, and Helicobacter. In other words, the three major enterobacteriaceae of enteric tract plus the coma-shaped ones or the curved ones have the origin within and outside of the enteric tract while the ones that are primarily within the enteric tract as their source include highly resistant pathogens. They include the group of Klebsiella enterobacter serratia or the group of Proteus providentia morganella plus pseudomona. These are primarily within the enteric tract as their source. What gram-negative rods have respiratory tract as their source? Haemophilus legionella bordetella. Animal source is the source for what gram-negative rods? Brucella, Francisella, Pasturella, and Yersinia. So remember, even though we talk about the Yersinia, either Enterocolitica or Pestis, within the box-causing pathogens and diseases within the enteric tract, the source is considered to be animal source. Now, the enteric gram-negative rods or the gram-negatives causing diarrhea could be further subdivided based on the pathogenesis which one of the enteric gram-negative rods cause enterotoxin-mediated diarrhea? They include E. coli and Vibrio cholera. What clinical and lab findings characterizes the enterotoxin-mediated diarrhea? Lack of fever and lack of leukocytes in stool separates the diarrhea mediated by E. coli and Vibrio from all other pathogens. What are the two other mechanisms of gram-negative rods causing diarrhea? invasive inflammatory, as well as other mechanisms that are still to be discovered for Vibrio parahemolyticus and Yersinia enterocolitica. Okay, what box cause invasion and inflammation of the enteric tract causing diarrhea? Of course, Salmonella, Campylobacter, and Shigella, plus two strains of E. coli, which are considered invasive inflammatory. One is enteropathic, and the other is enterohemorrhagic E. coli. These pathogens, as well as Vibrio parahemolyticus and Yersinia enterocolitica, but not Vibrio cholera or enterotoxigenic E. coli, these are associated with fever, fever, and leukocyte in stool. So let's follow our algorithm of gram-negative rods with coma-shaped bacteria, Helicobacter, Vibrio cholera, and Campylobacter jejuni. What coma-shaped rod is said to be triple positive? that is helicobacter, that's positive for catalase, oxidase, and urease. Where does H. pylori reside? Its tropism is towards the antrum of the stomach, where the ammonia produced by its urease help the bark survive the acidic mucosa. Same way that it is triple positive, initial treatment includes triple therapy with amoxicillin, clarithromycin, and PPIs. What pathogen is considered the most common cause of acute gastroenteritis in developed countries? Campylobacter jejuni. Define temperature-dependent growth for the three bacteria that has such growth. Listeria and Yersinia intercolitica grow in low temperature, while Campylobacter jejuni requires higher temperature. Uh, 42 degrees, cannot grow in temperature less than 25 degrees centigrade. 
true or false campylobacter jejuni is oxidase positive therefore requires high oxygen environment for growth that is false campylobacter jejuni requires microaerophilic growth environment which has only five percent oxygen but ten percent co2 and finally always remember you associate contact with dogs cats and pigs with campylobacter but contact with puppies with Yersinia intercolitica. True or false, Campylobacter gastroenteritis is more common among older adults. That's false. It's still more common among young children and younger adults. What enteric gram negatives infections may resemble appendicitis? Not only Yersinia intercolitica, but also Campylobacter gastroenteritis. Therefore, what are the diseases that are needed to be ruled out in patients with Campylobacter, appendicitis, and IBD. Okay, let's use Vibrio as a bridge to discussion of E. coli. What is the growth requirement of Vibrio cholera? Alkaline media such as TCBS, also known as thiosulfate citrate bile salt sucrose agar. What's the disease associated with Vibrio parahemolyticus? Outbreaks of self-limiting diarrhea, especially in Japan and Caribbeans, after consuming raw fish. True or false, Vibrio vulnificus is a differential diagnosis of Vibrio cholera. That's false. Contrary to Vibrio parahemolyticus, that also causes diarrhea, Vibrio vulnificus is mainly associated with skin and soft tissue infection in the form of cellulitis and bulla. However, being Vibrio, still it is associated with fish. So what are the risk factors? For Vibrio parahemolyticus, it is consumption of raw fish, while for Vibrio vulnificus, skin and soft tissue infection, it is either touching shellfish or a trauma in brackish water. We mentioned bulla and cellulitis are manifestation of Vibrio vulnificus. Is there any possible complications? Yes, septicemia with hemorrhagic bulla is possible, especially in immunocompromised patients, even after consuming or eating raw, cell, raw shellfish. So be careful that shellfish, not raw fish, could either be touched by shellfish handlers or be consumed and cause infection by Vibrio vulnificus, but most cases are secondary to wound infection than oyster consumption. What's an important risk factor that increases the likelihood of infection by, by Vibrio vulnificus by either wound infection or seafood consumption? In addition to being immunocompromised with the risk of hemorrhagic bulla, Patients with chronic liver disease and cirrhosis are especially in risk for Vibrio vulnificus infection. Do you know diseases that are associated with ingestion of raw shellfish as a differential diagnosis? Yes, all three of the Vibrios, clonorsis, a parasite, hepatitis A virus, and Norvac virus as viral infections associated with shellfish. What is the geographic distribution of such infections? Japan, Caribbeans, and Gulf regions of the United States. While we mentioned Vibrio cholera requires alkaline media, which one of the Vibrios is capable of growth in 8% sodium chloride? Given the fact that Vibrio parahemolyticus is an organism in brackish water, that's the one that can grow at 8% sodium chloride. While all three Vibrios are oxidase positive, how we distinguish the 
diarrhea of Vibrio cholera versus that of Vibrio parahemolyticus based on the lab findings. The Vibrio cholera is catalase negative, C4C, while Vibrio parahemolyticus is catalase negative. What is the mechanism of the cholerogen, the Vibrio cholera toxin? Activation of G protein S subunit and permanent increased levels of cyclic AMP. True or false, high gastric acidity is associated with increased ID50 of Vibrio cholera. Yes, generally speaking, the Vibrio being sensitive to stomach acid, if the patient has normal acid production, it requires higher uh, or larger inoculum. But the patients who take antacids and have reduced gastric acidity have lower ID50 requirement for infection. Compare and contrast the pathogenesis of the coma-shaped gram-negative rods. While Vibrio cholera has toxigenic pathogenesis, both Campylobacter and H. pylori are notorious for inflammatory pathogenic mechanism. What are the diseases mediated by them? Vibrio cholera causes water diarrhea, Campylobacter causes bloody inflammatory diarrhea, and H. pylori causes gastritis, peptic ulcer disease, adenocarcinoma, maltoma, and acute gastritis also. Important question, what is the site of infection? As we mentioned for H. pylori, it is uh, stomach antrum, gastric antrum. For Vibrio cholera, it is small intestine. For Campylobacter, it is large intestine. True or false, all coma-shaped pathogens require antibiotic therapy in their management. That's false. Vibrio cholera just requires fluid replacement, while uh, Campylobacter and H. pylori, as we mentioned, are managed by antibiotics. What are the antibiotics of choice for Campylobacter? Fluoroquinolone, especially ciprofloxacin, or azithromycin. 